Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing Thor Ragnarok, the newest movie from Marvel. Before we get into that, does anybody have anything else they'd like to talk about? Uh, I guess I'll go first. I Well, I didn't finish it last night. I really thought I was going to, but this game's going on forever. I w- I've been playing the new South Park game, The, f- the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> I can never <laughs> say that seriously. <laughs> but like, you, Wait, you, you have to say it in the same intonation that uh, Cartman does. The Fractured I'm- Butthole. <laughs> that sounded more like Beavis or Butthead. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'm not getting impressions. What can I say? Neither am I, which is why I didn't try. But uh, it's a very if you played the Stick of Truth, it's very similar in that setup. Like your the map of South Park's the same, I think. Like they probably just copy pasted it. And the exploration of that and collecting of stuff is the same, but like it's different aspects of the episodes or TV show. So I'll just go ahead and say now, I don't think I would recommend the game to anyone who doesn't watch South Park or definitely not to anyone who doesn't like South Park because it's just going to be wasted on you. But um, it's the combat in it is turn-based and it's surprisingly good. It was updated a little bit from the previous game, but it's just really cool because the whole concept of the game is um, it's kind of like Civil War in this universe where there's two like groups of children who are doing like their alter ego superheroes and you get to pick from different classes to set up your own superhero as the new kid and all the you also have like i don't know three other party members that you get to choose from but the point i was getting to was that it's really cool that all the combat for each character is different and unique to that character so a lot of thought went into this game which i really appreciate as something that could be a cash grab but like, I just really enjoy it. So for anyone who ha- like likes South Park and hasn't gotten the game yet, I would definitely recommend it. Was that really surprising after playing the first game, which I have not played? Uh, what? Like there's the, the, that the it's not just another cash grab. Like oh no, the, yeah, the it, first it game was really taken great it pretty too. Seriously, yeah. So it's like, but you never yeah. know since it's the sequel, people could be like ah. But yeah, I'm really liking it, and. Oh, I remember, that was, speaking of games, I've been watching someone play Cuphead, and I just wanted to know if you've still been playing that, Zach. Um, I have not played it <laughs> in a while, but not because I wasn't enjoying it. it just I was going to say, you know, was it too exasperating? No, no. I mean, every time I'd sit down, I would beat a, a boss or two, mm-hmm. probably. But the last time I did play, I got my ass handed to me, and that wasn't the reason I stopped playing, though. I just I got distracted with other things. Zelda calling to me and i started playing that again uh you restarted I was trying it to, no i was just trying to finish the I was, I, i'm trying to reobtain the master sword mm. so i can do the trials before the dlc comes out and um well, that's cool it's getting dlc have any yeah, of the well, previous the, games gotten dlc zelda no this is the first game I was gonna say. and I, I i played the the dlc a little bit the first one that came out this summer but when I had to get my system wiped, I lost all that stuff. But apparently, Zach, that's Zach, not a thing wasn't, anymore. Wasn't the first DLC? It was like um, it was just like a challenge kind of mode. But then yeah, the, this, it was like you have to go through a hundred floors of shrines or something. But, like that. but this one, this upcoming one, isn't that supposed to be like um, uh, uh, actual 
story, like story stuff. mode. Yeah. I, I don't know if they've how much details out there, but it has something to do with the uh, four um, champions that are associated with each of the 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 big great beasts or whatever. Um, I don't know if it's going to be flashbacky stuff or more blown out um, dungeons set around those or something. Uh, they, I don't think they've released even a footage of it yet, but um, they're in full Mario mode right now, I think. But I imagine by the end of November, we'll probably see a trailer and get some more details here in the next couple of weeks. Cool. Lauren, if I could go back to... Uh... The fractured bottle, real quick. Please yeah. do, because I have another thing to say about it. <laughs> so, uh, can you compare? Because I saw some of the stuff through E3 and a bunch of the conferences when they were still developing it. How does the combat mechanisms? How does that change from a traditional turn-based to? Because I I saw that maybe that also positioning is also really important yeah. now in this game. Like I don't play a lot of turn-based things, so I can't speak to all the varieties. Like well or i don't know it well enough to talk about it but it's definitely not like going or you still go down the line of the characters but yeah you can move your character around this grid to position better to attack who you want to attack or avoid an attack or something like that so there is thought to it okay gotcha mm-hmm. which is are interesting the battles are the battles random like, there are random encounters, but you can't yeah, avoid them okay. if you want to easily. And like, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Just speaking of them being on the map, one of my favorite things about it is like, you know, if they're little kids like playing in the street like you used to do. And so sometimes you'll be in the middle of a battle, and all of a sudden someone's just like car, and a car will you have to run out of the or like they'll just automatically <laughs> run out of the road. A car will drive past, and then they'll go back into the street to fight some more. It's just little <laughs> details like that that I love so much. <laughs> Well, and it really, and they did the same thing with the Stick of Truth. They really enhanced the fact that these are kids mm-hmm. that are taking this game so seriously. And that was one of the things I loved when you saw uh, all the settings and locations in the Stick of Truth where you mm-hmm. had the different forts and the different camps and the kind of things that the kids had set up. It, it was so nostalgic. Like, it was actually an incredibly nostalgic game, which is why I loved about it. Um, last thing I want to ask are, can you do you play as the same new kid from the previous game as well? Uh, yes, it is supposed to be the same new kid. Okay. And it's really funny though because one of the things in this you get to you have like character sheets, so you get to write out like race, sex, gender, or well, you know all that stuff, religion, and um, and it's funny because you can say like if you want to, you can be like actually because you start out as a boy in the first game, it's just assumed you're a boy. And then you can, in this one, you can be like, actually, I've been a girl this whole time. It, it Like, it just has cute little jokes about that. So it kind of works it into the story throughout it where they'll keep making comments about it and random stuff. It's South Park, so they're not all, some might be offensive, but. Well, I also, I heard this and I need to buy this and continue it from uh, my Stick of Truth game. But apparently if you change your skin tone too or your ethnicity. Yeah. It also yeah. changes your difficulty. Well, see, that's the joke. It doesn't actually change the difficulty, but when you're okay. picking your skin tone at the beginning of the game, it is like easiest is white, and as it gets darker, it gets harder. Oh, so, okay. well, from from what I understand, it actually it affects like um, certain conversations you have. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Any- it doesn't affect any of the combat in, a, in any but way. But yeah, for me, it's like these rednecks will come up to me and like the character is just based on my thing. So it's like, oh, you white cisgendered girl, we hate you kind or something. And it's just really funny because it's like no one would say that to me. But yeah. 
What is it? Um, there's another thing I wanted to say too. Shoot, I forgot. Never mind. Okay, so that's it for video games for me. And then I have my double feature this week was The Big Sick and Baby Driver. And I'll talk about The Big Sick first. I will say that um, it's the movie that Kumail Nanjiani and his wife Emily V. Gordon wrote together. It's based on their relationship. (laughs) That they wrote it? No, that she survives. I didn't say she survives. (laughs) If you don't know her, she could be dead. No, they could have wrote the, They could have written the script like a long ass time ago, or right? they could have changed the ending. You don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's based on the beginning of their relationship and early on how I don't. I'm assuming the details are the same from real life, just that she was sick with an infection or something that led to her being put into a coma. So a lot of it is actually Kumail, who plays himself, um, interacting with her parents. And I'll say it's Ray Romano and Holly Hunter as the parents, and they're great. I would say I won't put them quite at the same level as um, the EZA parents, but they're oh perfect. That's what I was gonna. But, I was gonna say, but I do. That's the gold standard. Yeah, that is the gold Stanley standard. Stanley Tucci but, and but Patricia Clarkson but, and EZA. Yes. Hold on, yeah. but they're they're two separate characters. Like well, yeah. Holly Hunter and Ray Romano, they're supposed to be more kind of hesitant about this new relationship. Well, I'm just saying. Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie? I have John? not. Well, okay. then what are we're you just talking saying, about? Who's, yeah, yeah. We're just trying to say. I'm just like saying, as a yeah. as a parent oh, okay, pairing, you, yeah. I really enjoyed them. But oh, Stanley EZA Tucci. is my favorite. Oh my gosh, Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clark are amazing in yeah. that movie. And like, yeah, these people, it's a little more. The comedy isn't as large, so you have to take it within the world that they're in. But they're it's a great pairing, and they both do really well, and um, are really good. Can I say Can I say two things real quick? Yeah. So, um. One Ray Romano, highly underrated actor. I feel like, like after I, everybody, everybody loves does Raymond. not love Raymond though. Love Raymond, <laughs> which is, I, I, I know, hated like, that I, show. It annoyed me. Oh, I loved that show. Me well, and, you it annoy was me. One of, so, me and my no, parents' favorite shows. Um, but what is it? I really also, um, I really liked. Even though he played sort of the similar character, I really loved his character in Parenthood too. How do you know he played a similar character? You didn't see the movie. Guess what? He's no. not autistic in the big sick. <laughs> no, 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 no. From from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, oh no, I wouldn't say there was a very similar either. Really? I, I like well, I guess not. Maybe just like this sort of awkward <laughs> soft spoken right. kind of something. You're guessing. I don't know. No, no. I mean <laughs> All no, white people Ra- are the same. No, between Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond and Parenthood. I thought no. they were I thought they were pretty similar. I mean, Ray, his character in Everybody Loves Raymond could be far more Raymond. So back to the, the big sick. Sure. Anyways, um, <laughs> Ray Romano is really underrated. Love him. I second just, thing. Oh, my God. Second thing. There, there were a lot of great articles that came out about um, the, the gender dynamics in that movie, especially surrounding brown relationships. Um, and I think... One writer that I follow on Twitter, Sopen Deb, he wrote a really great response that was really respectful of all those responses, but then also gave his perspective as a male, first-generation brown guy growing up in Western civilization, just sort of how that shaped um, his desires for a relationship and that kind of thing, and how the tension between his cultural identity and how he personally identified shaped that, and it wasn't necessarily this reverse racism or um, I forget what the term is. 
kind of thing. Who was complaining there was racism in this movie? So there was a lot of um, not not. It, I, I don't want to say racism, but there were several article uh, articles or thought pieces that I found online from uh, brown women saying that as a brown rim, w- uh, as a brown woman in modern day culture in Western civilization, it's hard for me to see depictions of myself that are pretty stereotypical and inaccurate, and always to see them uh, portrayed in such a negative fashion or. Uh, a foreign fashion kind of thing. And that was the biggest complaint that I read about it. There's, I think there was a very prominent Jezebel article that was going around. Um, there were a couple others. And I, I totally see that point. I totally see how some of those depictions How can you can see be... that point? You didn't see the movie. <laughs> well, no, in terms of other media that's been shown, um, it's like with, it's like with any type of depiction of an, a minority where you kind of default to, the quote-unquote stereotypical and what i'm saying is i think so pandeb gave a very respectful response to that and how that wasn't the point of depicting all brown women as like that but just specifically within his family and the experience that kamal went through this is what he experienced and that's not what he well one i think it's all fictionalized i don't think if i read correctly i don't think his parents live in the united states like they oh no yeah and he doesn't have a brother. It's all fictionalized, pretty much. I think his family's life, not the not the sentiment that they wanted him to marry a Pakistani woman, but the fact that the drama that unfolds about it. And also, I think the movie does a good job of creating a diversity of women that he's potentially suited up with. Yeah, and, I did too. I wish I could yeah. remember her name off the top of my head. She's in. Um... Uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend Heather. She had a. I thought her character. She um. She was like kind of the last girl he saw who was. Yes. And I thought she did a really good job. So like I mean, coming from an outsider perspective, I didn't think it felt stereotypical or anything. I thought it felt respectful. But I'm coming from a different perspective. It's and it is still a comedy. Yeah, I think it was all. It was it was comedy first, not stereotype first. Um is where a lot of those complaints might have been coming from. Like, I, I never, it I'm, never, I never felt like, oh, these crazy women trying to get married, or I don't even know what yeah, stereotype you yeah. were trying to Yeah, speak. I mean, we're, we're not in the position to really, we're not trying to say those people are wrong, but um, it, it, it didn't, I mean, I find it, like I said, I it, find it surprising that It definitely that felt so many like there was a variety of people being yes. presented yeah. to me. So, but I guess some people were offended. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Well, and that's um, what I'm saying. I think, again, this article by Sopan Deb was a great uh, a great kind of in-between that respected that point of view, but tried to explain, mm-hmm. not trying to mansplain or not trying to, like, make excuses for um, those kinds of disp- depictions, but try to break the film down to, this is about a personal experience. This is not about trying to represent an entire minority or gender in one film. It's just about this guy's experience. And as someone who went through a similar experience, I found it very compelling and very accurate, which I thought was, uh, which I thought, which I appreciated because I can imagine I went, uh, I would relate a lot as well. Well, then you should, I definitely recommend you you, uh, watch the movie. I mean, I've been following that pairing um, 
Emily and Kumail yeah, ever since their podcast. I was they just don't about do to it ask. anymore. But they I don't. I at least it hasn't updated busy, but... as far as I've seen. But I used yeah. to listen to it all the time, and like, yeah. re- like I loved hearing their dynamic on the podcast. So I wanted to see. That was indoor kids, right? Yes. Yeah. And I will say my only complaint about the movie is that Zoe Kazan plays Emily, and she's in a coma for a large part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very disappointing. But the parts that she was in, she was great. <laughs> and I. Yeah, it, I I thought I thought the movie was good, but if I think it might have been a little overhyped. By the time I saw it, and I'd be intrigued to watch it again. Yeah, I, I don't out, think it didn't like fall below my expectations, which I was happy for. That's as good. opposed it got to like Baby a... Driver. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's let's see your let's hear Big your sick. great nine eleven joke. Yes, it is a great nine eleven <laughs> joke. <laughs> All right, uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, let's hear. Let's your do it. I have something to say about Baby Driver too. I'm F- sure you do, and I'm sure Ben does. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that. I was so like I've been so excited to do this pairing for so long because both um, Kumail and Edgar Wright have been super supportive of each other's movies since they came out like the same week or two. So I wanted to do this pairing, and of course, like all this Kevin Spacey stuff just came out, so I didn't remember until I was actually like putting the movie in. It's like, oh yeah, Kevin Spacey's in this movie. So immediately, that kind of dampened my experience with it because every time he's on screen which is a lot of the movie i was like i hate you and it's a movie about him taking advantage (laughs) of a young boy and like using his power position over him to get his way not sexually but still it's a bad relationship dynamic so it's not the greatest and i will say um i don't necessarily agree to from what i was reading about uh Oh my god, what's her name? Lily Collins? No, Lily Collins. Lily James. It's Lily, Lily James. Yes, okay. I I swear, I screw that up every other day. Well, not that I'm thinking about them every other day. But every time I think of them, I screw it up. Anyway, I didn't think she was as bad as people were saying female representation-wise, just because I didn't think any of the characters were that developed. So it kind of felt, it felt part of the everybody movie. felt like they were... They were at least thought about more than she was though so, I, I mean, didn't i mean this kid what is his motivation for being this way he, doing this he's under the sway of Kevin well, i know Spade. but it's like why did he become a criminal in the first place i would have loved to have seen that he didn't have a choice he, yeah he, he was he, he was boosting cars to get money for other things everyone has probably, a choice well he probably was you know worried about his adoptive his foster Father, dad. The, the older, yeah, the older man who was probably not in good health even by that time. Again, that's just an assumption. I I think it was fine not knowing exactly why. Well, I know, but like I think it just kind of compounded on the fact that, you know, his name's Baby. He's not the most, emotion, or most emotional person, which is what a baby is. It's like, I felt like his presentation of his character, other um, Ansel Elgort, other than when he was dancing and or like oh my god lip syncing it's like he kind of seemed pretty flat to me so i didn't get too invested but i don't know it just like i wish i had been able to see it before all this stuff happened which obviously me disliking a movie because of kevin spacey isn't the worst thing that kevin spacey like it was no, I know. Yeah, just, it was. Yeah. Hey, as someone who time. has an hard enough time getting to these movies because of health issues, <laughs> don't give me a hard time. But uh, it's like it just it didn't sit well with me. And is it bad that in a movie where he's driving the 
moment I had, or the scene I had the most fun with was a running sequence. Yeah, that parkour. It was was pretty good. Yeah, that was great. It's like, so yeah, I was just underwhelmed with it, but I don't know how much of it was by the fact that I was already just in a bad mood towards it because of an actor. Yeah. Um, This was, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but this is the first Edgar Wright movie that has gone down in my estimation after I saw it for a second time, which I think is certainly saying something. And um, well, we talked uh, about it when when I watched it. Yeah, you did. You were time. disappointed, weren't you? I I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed. I just I didn't get the hype. It was a yeah. really good movie, but I didn't get why. Like, what's its score on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. It's like. It was it's like ninety nine. It's a ninety three. Yeah, it's a ninety three percent. Rotten Tomatoes just means they thought it was a D plus movie or better. Yeah, Do I take more, a, yeah. I take the opinion of Rotten Tomato when it's a bad movie. <laughs> okay, See, fair I, enough. I don't. I don't really follow Rotten Tomatoes either way because it's like I think it's a mixed review counts as a negative review. So it's just like movies will have low scores that could have average. I just I. I much prefer like Metacritic. Over Rotten Tomatoes sucks. <laughs> Let's not use it as a comparison. Um, but yeah, I just I I, I the relationship that with the girl. I thought I, she was she, even worse the second time I saw it. I felt I like she, sh- any normal person would have been as soon as there was one sign of problem would have been out of there. They'd gone on two <laughs> dates. <laughs> like why is she sticking around for all this stuff? Yeah, that's what I had some problems with. I enjoyed everything outside of that. The movie, I didn't hate it by any means, but that part was like, just a big. I wolf. mean, I enjoyed it. It's not like I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I just yeah. didn't. I'm with John. I didn't believe the hype, or I mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't meet that expectation for me. Here, and here's I, another so, thing for another for just a heist film. I thought it was pretty original, and I thought it did develop characters really well. Yeah. But oh, what about for that a film line? that? Ha- Sorry, go on. Well, for a film that had like a lot of great things going for it, it still it didn't it didn't leave me with a <clears throat> oh that's a great movie like yeah it didn't impact me at the end when I finished watching it. And, yeah, and I just got it, so annoyed with little things like Kevin Spacey had a line in it where he's just like, "I never work with the same crew twice," and then the next scene he's back working with sa- the same people he's worked with before. No, like, the same organ, the same combination of that. But it's the same people. Like it made it seem like other than Baby, he doesn't work with other people he, more than once. He said the he said never works with the what exact same crew. So it was like he. Okay, I'm not gonna line check it. I'm just saying it felt really <laughs> wrong, like incorrect. Okay. Okay. Like, and I don't know what the exact wording was. I was happy to have Jamie Foxx and John Hamm back. I was happy for John Hamm. I didn't really Same. care about Jamie Foxx's character because I wanted to punch him in the face. Oh, he was good. And he has, yeah, uh... he was great. Oh, he did the role I also, well. I just, like, why I would liked, you work with uh, that guy again? He's yeah, clearly a problem. When you, anytime someone's bad in a movie, you have a hard time watching them. <laughs> like... Not bad acting. Oh, no. like, I just, but like has a moral like a, a yeah. Moral I didn't whatever, like yeah. yeah. When I say half the time when I say an actor, I'm just talking about their character because I don't remember their character's name. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying I I, I find that interesting that if, if if it's not a quote unquote good person, you have a hard well, no, time. No, I'm saying like why would he work with him again? He's clearly a problem person. He gets the job done. But there were so many times when he did something that should have, like, ruined the job. Like, oh, maybe the thing he did in the last job that ruined the job. What did he do? He didn't do anything. He killed killed all the the cops. 
That was the that, same job. Yeah, that was that, the last that, job that, I'm talking about, where he killed all the. And I mean, I think it was like if they if they saw him, why not? Like if it, if it but, was better to do that than have a gun, no, like a huge drawn out. But Kevin Spacey's character said that he those were the cops he had paid, so there was no point of killing them other than that guy just had an itchy trigger finger and an anger issue, a distrust issue. So I'm oh, just are saying. Are you talking about the, the 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 butcher and his dudes? Yeah, those dudes. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, no, he's he's crazy. That's what That's... I'm saying. Why would you work with someone again who you can't trust? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why would you have someone with tinnitus uh, drive a car with their earbuds? Uh, because like, those That's... two things don't correlate to driving and having hearing issues. Uh, here, here, but no, but hearing when you're blasting music into your ears, like that's That's, that's like ninety percent so... of the people on the road. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah, that's but horrible, horrible. But horrible I don't think idea. those two arguments correlate or have right. balance. Ben, I don't know why you're so defensive. You knocked out your top two movies of the year. It's still in my top three. <laughs> and, and just because I don't like it doesn't mean you can't, so we're okay. Um, what's your number one movie? My number one movie? Uh, Logan. Oh yeah, Logan, that movie that, that I that, forgot about. That might be existed. one of my favorite movies ever. I completely like, forgot about like Logan when I was talking about my top superhero movies this year. Oh, that knocks oh, Thor down no. even further, but more on that later. <laughs> okay, so that's what I was thinking when you when you mentioned that in your review. I'm like, wait, is she talking about No, I had completely forgotten about Logan. About Logan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we'll get to that later. So yeah, what else yeah, did other sorry. people do? <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to quickly roll through. I finished up the second season of Slasher. Uh, there were some, I mean, it was pretty cliche, uh, it was enjoyable for the most part. My, my only real, real big issue, and again, this might just be me, but there's like a twist where, when you find out who the killer is, and I kind of guessed it through the third episode out of eight, so that I was just kind of waiting for this reveal and all this evidence kept stacking up supporting, yup, yup. Yep, oh, yep, there's the twist. Cool beans, but, um... Like, it, it was still really, like, enjoyable watch. Like, I mean, it's definitely not something I'm gonna shout to the heavens is great, like the first season, which everyone should see. But the second season's still pretty darn good and worth watching. What, uh, what is that on? What platform uh, is that on, Ben? It's, so it was originally some, uh, I don't know, the net, it was a Canadian network, and then Netflix bought it, so now they're, uh, they stream it, like, right after it airs. But yeah, that's kind of all I had this week. Um, I finished, I defeated Bowser this afternoon, um, but I still have 600 stars if there's 999 to find, so, uh, <laughs> You want you want to tell <laughs> people what you're talking about? Apparently, Zach? it's 830 Super moons. Mario Odyssey. <laughs> oh, I was reading it was 999 moons. How many moons are there? I think Video Game Donkey said it was 830 on his latest okay. episode today. Well, I just did some random thing where I was able to buy. You can you pay you can keep usually so these little shops in in you can buy each one each level has like a star or moon that you can buy. And it gets grayed out. But at the very end of the game, there's a store in a place I won't spoil. Uh, there's a store, and you can just keep buying the stars. So I'm wondering if that's how you can get to 999. There might be a, 
830 that you can collect, but then you can buy these, the other 170 potentially, I guess. When you first started um, talking, I thought you were talking like Mario had gone play, or like pay to play. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah. Nintendo gamer and EA game. What is this? Uh, the, the 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 boss battles and the final stuff but i was really cool but i really actually enjoyed the little end the end game sequence which i won't spoil um the the inevitable the thing that happens after you beat bowser um it was really really cool and fun and um the game actually opens up a lot after the credits there's like i said you go to another world and there's still tons to collect and the 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 end final boss introduces a new element that might help solve so every level has these weird gray metal looking blocks that you can't do anything with and but at the end of the game during the final battle you figure out that it can be messed with and so that might potentially unlock a whole new um set of things so what's what's your uh your play time on this like how much time have you spent i, I don't know i'm not sure um off the top of my head but i'm somewhere i mean i i mean somewhere between 10 to 20 hours probably but i've also but i've also been sprinting to the end i haven't been spending as much time in the war like i haven't cleared like i said i still have so much stuff to still go back and find and discover yeah Um, yeah i feel like i just wanted to unlock all the levels so in case you need to flow in between the levels to find certain things I wanted to be able to have access to all that. Yeah, it's like, that was the same plan um, I wanted to do, is just, like, beat the game, like, just get all the upgrades you'll get throughout the campaign, and then do my total search for everything mm-hmm. after that. I did find one of the outfits does um, does actually give you a benefit in the ice world. You have little grippy feet, so you don't slide around if you're wearing that outfit. Um, so yeah. how it works is it's not just like you if you find an outfit in the level you can use it you can bring it into the level with you you have to yeah you have to buy the outfits at these oh, stores okay. and then you can wear them at any time anywhere cool, as cool. long as you have there's a closet on your ship and <laughs> there's closets at the stores you can change into so and the stores are throughout all the worlds there's That's a store sweet. on each level and there's there's a coin based store and then there's a purple level specific bitcoin based store and so you have to buy you have to there's separate items that you can buy from each of them okay but have you just play- say there was a bitcoin based that's store? what it sounded like <laughs> <laughs> no bitcoin. it is becoming pay to win oh no um but um the, uh, you know playing through all the story stuff it was you know a very on par with the best of the mario game stuff you'll play and I still look forward to playing it for the next month or two, waiting for that Zelda DLC, trying to collect however many Power Moons are still out there. Um, and then I look forward to hearing Ben talk about it down the line since he picked it up over the weekend. Yay! I am excited to play it. Yeah, I saw. I briefly watched someone on YouTube play it, and like the rabbit people who are like the main bad guys, at least in the beginning, are so creepy looking. Yeah, they're creepy. Yeah, and it was really cool, though. One of my favorite things that I've seen so far is just um, how it goes between 3D and 2D level, like, the Yeah, they, they do a good job at, like, 
Um, it's not too intrusive, and it, it adds a nice little mix-up yeah, here Yeah, it there. was just a nice thing to see, because I remember a Zelda game did that before, and I enjoyed it there, too. Is, uh, do you get, like, new, not, like, costume abilities, but, like, new moves? No, you so get all, all the so... moves are launched from the, or from the get-go. Okay, so it's, like, ground pound, hat throw, the jumps, and all that, okay. Yep, triple jump, um, you can throw your hat, and then dive and hit the hat, and then then you bounce off that and that gets you like that if you actually if you can master that you can conquer pretty much a ton of the jumps in the game the 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 changing of the moves so since you can throw your hat on creatures each level has a specific creature or two that you can throw an enemy that you can throw your hat on and that is where the new variety of gameplay comes in after you figure out how their special abilities is needed to solve the puzzles in the game yeah, I um, saw I saw one where he's like on a he's a bullet bill. That's a, yeah, that looks awesome. No, that's like that's actually like the least interesting of all of them. Actually, it, they they actually get really creative <laughs> and a I lot did, of fun did, as it goes along. I did the first one. I don't want to say what it was, but I did the first one. I thought that was pretty. It was like kind of like an appetizer. So now I'm I'm pretty excited to see all the others. Mm-hmm. I think we're boring John again. He's retweeting stuff right now. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Put down your so phone. Big. I will. Luckily, I'm on my laptop. But well, close your laptop. Um. So let's get into Thor. The laptop that I'm recording. Ragnarok. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Thor is the latest new release from Marvel Studios. Um. It is the third Thor film. And it is the second to last film uh, before we get the next Avengers film next May. And I would say the um, first post credit scene is actually going to probably be the first scene in that movie, potentially. Uh, but we can talk more about that later. Uh, let's get into our general quick thoughts so we can dive into spoilers pretty quick here. So um, I'll go first. Um, I have been a big fan of all the Thor movies, both of the Thor movies, and Thor in the Avengers movies. And I was not disappointed here. I was very excited for this um, with Taika Waititi directing. Um, I was not the... What we do in the shadows, and him in particular acting in that movie, was was a weird roadblock for me when I saw that movie uh, for the first time. I enjoyed a lot of it, and it was really clever. Um, Doesn't he play your favorite character in this movie? He does. Um, <laughs> but he. But then I saw his last movie called Hunt for the Wilder People, which I love from start to finish. It was one of my top five movies last year. Um, I'm going to go back and watch his other stuff. I believe all of it is available on streaming, potentially. Um, one's called Boy, I believe, and it's on Amazon Prime. And I think Eagle vs. Shark with Jermaine Clement is oh. also available out there. Um, but back to Thor Ragnarok, um, this is definitely the most, um, comedy forward movie they've done yet in the Marvel universe. I mean, all their movies have a good sense of humor, I think. Uh, but this movie is a straight up comedy. I would even argue that the action isn't even all that special in it. Um, but the movie is always going for jokes, and they're always landing. Uh, and for that, I think it might end up being one of the most rewatchable, if not the most rewatchable, of these movies. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the comedy plays on a second viewing. But um, yeah, uh, we can get into more details later. But I was laughing throughout. But I wish it did have better action. Um, it, I think this might be some of the weakest action of any of the Marvel films, actually. I wasn't terribly impressed by that. Uh, not that I need that all, out of all my Marvel movies, but the fact that they were clearly going for a few big set pieces still. Um, while there was a couple beautiful shots in those set pieces, um, the action itself lacked much creativity. Um, yeah. Someone else want to go? Um, I, I pretty much agree with you on all those counts, Zach. Uh, I think there are two, two action sequences I really did like, but the rest of it was kind of not, not up to Marvel's usual standards. I do think it is. I will say the fight, obviously everyone knows Thor and Hulk fight in the movie. That is the action highlight of the movie. It, 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 that was very see, well done. See, that's, that's not my, my favorite. I, like, uh, I think I might like the first fight the best. I like. can't remember um, now. I liked Hela's first thing in or her first uh, thing in Asgard where she shows up. I really liked that. That mm-hmm. was my. That was good. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's just um, throwing the, the, knives, though. That's not really combat. Yeah, it's Cape like Blanchett. Around, oh, yeah. Like, no, she yeah. looks great. It just <laughs> yeah. wasn't like a um, person meets then, person I, fight. <laughs> she was. She's probably one of the MCU's best villains so far. Like, that have only been in one movie as of late, you know? Um, I also thought Loki got a huge, like he, you know, people always talk about, oh, Loki's so great and all these, uh, in the, the movies he's been in. And this is the first one where it's like, Marvel's really capitalizing on that. And that's great. Cause he was, he was awesome. Um, I also agree that, uh, with Zach on the best character in the movie. Korg. The other, the other thing I absolutely loved about this movie was uh, Valkyrie. Um, especially her entrance. I thought that was amazing. It totally caught me <laughs> off guard. It was great. Uh, and just every scene she's in, I really liked. I preferred um, her sex fireworks uh, entrance to her Yeah, that was a pretty good one. entrance. <laughs> <laughs> her which way, her what? Orgy fireworks Towards the end entrance. when there's fireworks going off behind her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. She had, she had two uh, good entrances. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Jeff Goldblum was also fantastic. Jeff Goldblum uh, was incredible. And I so- hope, I I sincerely hope. Was he incredible or was he just master. Jeff Goldblum? He's he's incredible. Well, the Hulk Jeff is incredible. You, incredible. Can't, you can't call so. anyone else incredible when the Hulk is involved. And, no, and now, uh, I can call the, Jeff Goldblum incredible all the time. And the character he plays is related to um, Benicio del Toro's character from Guardians. How am I not surprised? So, so I'm hoping that these two weirdos somehow meet up at some point. That would just be Benicio awesome. can't hold a candle to Jeff Goldblum in these movies. Well, I think it'd be it would still be really cool to see both of them in a movie together. And I think with where it's heading. Uh, with Avengers, I think that is ha- that could. Well, doesn't um, doesn't Benicio I imagine they're still both have a gonna, stone? He has the ether, I believe. Mm. But it's just like they they these guys kind of they see th- like they've been around forever, so they just kind of see the universe as it is. And I think they're going to be the ones who are like, okay, Thanos is bad news. We need to we need to 
get people together on this. So I think they're. I part of I don't think they're going to have anything to do with the Infinity War movies. Yeah, I, think I would, they're be I would say maybe the collector, moving... just because he has the stone. But I don't think Jeff yeah. Goldblum would come back. Yeah, I think they're going to use them to push. No, I think he'll come back, but it'll be he'll help drive Phase Four. Stuff I just don't see the point happens. to that world coming back. Yeah, but Scar, he could he like, could become again, back in some that, capacity. Apparently, that's a big deal in Planet Hulk, right? Sakar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the but the thing I loved, I also think Sakar is one of the coolest like settings in any of the Marvel movies so far. I really really hope that we get more like crazy intergalactic kind of adventures like this. Just that was such a cool world to visit. Um, it's got the best Devil's Anus in the Marvel. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> it's got the best anus period before I throw it to John um, I also want to shout out Rachel House who plays Topaz um, she's, yeah. Jeff, Je- she's Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> right hand woman and she yeah. is hilarious and she is also great in Hunt for the Wilder People and one of the main reasons you should watch that movie as well but Taika Waititi definitely brought her in from some of his her past work has been in a few of his movies, actually. Um, but uh, she was really great. She has a, just a wonderful deadpan delivery. Um, and you could tell Goldblum was, like, laughing at her mm-hmm. almost every yeah. time she had a line. It was, it was really fun to watch. Um, and then uh, my last little bit. Uh, as much as I loved this, this one, it's still my second favorite of Marvel's movies this year. So... The Guardians or Spider-Man? Spider-Man. I agree. I like Guardians more. I think I like this more than Spider-Man. It's pretty... They're like neck and neck for me, though. I like I like Spider-Man more than this, but I like this more than uh, Guardians 2. John. John. John, what did you think? Um, What did I think? So, I think this was a great movie. Um, easily the best Thor movie, which... Um, I would disagree with Zach. I didn't really. The first one was actually pretty good. Didn't like the second one. Doesn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm don't you. even. Re, I don't even remember the second one. So if someone can remind me, all those plot Dark, lines. Dark um, elves. That yeah. does not elaborate my thoughts on that. <laughs> um, and also, it was actually one of the better solo Marvel movies. Um, that being said, I don't think it was the best Marvel film. I don't think it was better than Spider-Man. And that could be because I have less investment into Thor as a character than I do Spider-Man for some obvious reasons, I guess. Um, you like spiders? Well, I, I think just the concept of a teenager, a nerd who's trying to deal with these new powers and his role in the world period i think that's a more compelling story than a god because he's, he's more related he's a more relatable he's, he's definitely more yeah, relatable, because john yeah. got some powers in his teen years and had to figure out how to live with him balance his calculus and his fighting green goblins and, and what have you yep i agree this is this is a middle of the pack of the mcu movies uh, the, the mcu movies which i really really like i mean i I will watch all of them, but I still really think I might end up wanting to watch. If this movie was ever on cable, if that was still the way we watch movies, I would stop and watch it every. Oh, hundred percent, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I will say there are some things in this movie that I think, for what Marvel's Marvel does and what Marvel's known to be doing, I think it could have done better. And what there could were have things been done that better. 
did make me frustrated. Well, I'll go into it when we get into spoilers, because some of them okay. are kind of more spoiler-based. Give me um, a brief, non-spoilery synopsis what you thought could have been done better. Um, is it just one the action, the... or is there something else? No, not, not even the action. I wasn't even paying attention with that. Um, well, there's your I first think... problem. you got to pay attention when you're watching <laughs> movies. <laughs> um, I think for a universe, or for... Yeah, I guess I'll say a universe or a company that's been known to build huge universes and huge settings and trying to uh, connect the multiple movies in their franchises and make the world seem like this big, coherent place. I think they could have done a little bit better job at building their universe that was specific to this story or building the characters that were specific to this story. And that's not I to say that... I think you should wait till post-Infinity War to pass judgment on what this movie is and is not setting up for the future oh not not even in terms of setting up for the future because i wasn't thinking about that i was thinking about related to this story like i would have loved a little bit more backstory or elaboration with hella like um i i get that they did their like ob- I obligatory she got a like, pretty decent amount of backstory yeah but i would have Asgard's something that I don't feel like we've really gotten to know that well. And I would have loved to get to know Asgard a little bit well with some actual flashbacks as opposed to... We'll just uh, pick up a mythology book. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's that's the most of my frustrations with the movie. Again, it's, it's a movie that's still really well done and you should definitely go see. And this is something that I'm being kind of nitpicky about, like... You could have made a fantastic movie, but you still made, like, a really good one. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say, just since everyone was ranking things, this might be my third favorite Marvel movie of the year? Third or fourth? Because I need to no, rewatch... Well, no, MCU, where would you rank it MCU, out it would be second or third. Because okay. I need to rewatch Spider-Man before I can decide if I like that more or less than this. But Guardians 2 is at the top for me. And I think Guardians 2 has just as much comedy as this. When you were talking about this being... I don't know. I don't think Guardians 2 does. I mean, Guardians 2 is really depressing half the time, I think. Like, it's a very funny movie. I'm sorry. How often do you see a toe? (laughs) There's a little tree (laughs) carrying a toe around. Oh, I'm not saying there's not great, great bits of humor Yeah, I'd say they're pretty... And what but, you like, were... every single scene in this movie is trying to be funny. Yeah, and I will say that the comedy held... Like, I saw it the second time today, and it holds up. I would say I even enjoyed it more so this time, just because, yeah. like... Remember, when we were first talking about it last podcast, I don't know if you kept it in or not, but I was saying that the trailer gives away a lot of the comedy. And watching it now, I didn't feel that way at all. It felt more cohesive to me. Like, just... Yeah. It, it was a very well, smooth the... movie. <laughs> There's so much going on too. Like I imagine there's so many weird little things happening on the outside on the edges in this movie that you can mm-hmm. probably pick up and catch the more you watch it. Um Yeah. It's like I really enjoyed it. Um I don't have the complaints you have with the comedy. I can see what you're saying. or comedy. Uh the combat action. fighting action, whatever you want to call it. I don't necessarily agree with what you say with it, but I can see where you're coming from. I yeah, did it, enjoy it. It, it. Wasn't it was that just, it was it, it was just like I can't even talk about the last fight, but it was yeah. The action was good for it wasn't. It wasn't that it was bad. Marvel, not the Marvel stage. But but I think a lot of the best fights in those movies are because it's like a huge team based fight where that's why I get excited for them. Where this is like Thor being Thor and he was being awesome. He's got upgrades. 
Yeah. Um, so, Gar- no, I just think the Guardians, the finale, like the last 40 minutes of Guardians was uh, two, was just so well done, I thought, um, action-wise. Uh, that's yeah. I think that might be. But but again, that's that's Lauren's point. It's like that's a huge team, and they're fighting like well, what? there was like there, hundreds of there was a team in this one, the Revengers. And, they yeah, just the didn't get to fight the together. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, for real now. Does anybody else have any last minute spoiler thoughts? Um. Okay. So with that, let's get into some spoilers. So spoilers. Mm. Sure. Spoilers. 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 Okay, was I the only one who noticed uh, Sam Neill? You were definitely no. not. Not. Okay, so I was, I didn't know whether or not, I couldn't recognize him. That Damon had a fat face, though. I don't yeah, yeah, that I, was a little. I didn't. I didn't recognize him. Amy said, "Is that Matt Damon?" See, he was the I one I recognized that. right away. I didn't recognize yeah. Luke. I recognized Sam. Or Neal. not Luke. Sam. Sam Neal. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth. I didn't get. I okay, was like, there's okay, Chris. That's there's Matt Luke, Damon. and who's else? What is the other that's Hemsworth? No, Liam. Yeah, Liam. Oh, I didn't. I was gonna say Luke is not Liam. Luke's the older one that is in Westworld. See, that's why I, I didn't could, recognize him because I never. Watched I thought it that. was Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> I just thought it was a really good in person. I, I, he looked so much like Hemsworth. See, Chris I wish Hemsworth. they had chosen Liam just because I Luke know Hemsworth. what he looks like. <laughs> Matt Damon. I was like, okay, that has to be Matt Damon. And then Odin, Odin, quote unquote Odin. I was like, is that Sam Neill? <laughs> I couldn't tell at first, but I think, I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, that was I just to have, have to say, that it's was, like, I was so was confused awesome. about the whole, where we left off with Loki being Odin. And when they came into this scene, I was like, oh my God, this is the best answer to that question I had ever. Yeah, it's just like, of course, of course he would build a giant statue. Yeah, yeah that, of course that he would have a great, play dedicated to him. That was a great way to reset the, reestablish. They basically what, what did what a happened. giant exposition dump. To reestablish yeah. what was going on with, yeah. without and, it feeling and, like that tedious in any way, shape, or yeah, form. Yeah, it's like that was the one thing funny. I remembered from the Dark World. <laughs> and kudos to Anthony Hopkins just being so great playing Loki, <laughs> playing Odin. Just when Thor shows up, oh, oh shit! It's just the way the way he rolled with that was, oh, man, that was so. Oh, good. one thing that um, I didn't mention in spoilers, actually, the weakest element of the movie, even though it was funny, was the completely pointlessness of dr strange being in the movie yeah um, he was pointless <laughs> like the, i thought the sequence had some good humor in it and it's like yeah it's great that dr strange i i guess they were trying to level set like um dr strange can be as powerful and as manipulative as loki and thor maybe i don't know um and it did have the great moments like i've been falling for 30 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> oh and when, say, and when he reached for when he reached for the hand the, the umbrella yeah and it was just smashing th- yeah there was it was a, yeah. it was a really funny scene but i again like yeah, no, i, I, get I was expecting saying. more to come out of it um, yeah, yeah well i think in terms of comparing and contrasting the powers like that i think that was the point of it and so in that sense i think it did a good job one thing i'm kind of and this is one of my minor frustrations with the movie so I think because what they had originally planned and they had filmed these scenes and it made it seem like even in the trailer that this was what was going to happen was that not only was Loki supposed to abandon Odin in New York, but it was supposed to be like Odin was supposed to be um, just kind of a mad homeless man. You got that from the trailers? The of New York. Well, here's the thing. So 
No, that was revealed like I was going to say that was not in any trailer I saw. But no, in the in the footage, Hela destroys the. Oh yeah, she was in the city the, when she destroyed. She was in the here. city, and so when they changed that, that kind of just threw me off. And it also, and I mean, whether that was in the city or Norway, so that out of a grass really matter, background, but, you got all that stuff about Odin. No, that was from like previous reports and stuff like that. Like that's how yeah, the plot had, was supposed to go. They had set photos of uh, Anthony Hopkins with the eye patch, but in like oh yeah, see, I, did, I didn't see like those, so I'm good. But they, so, they changed it. Um, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Not necessary, I like, but I, I, I like the peaceful ending. I was gonna go pee during that scene, and then I like got up and I was like standing, waiting for a good moment to break, and then I'm like, all right, he's dying, I'm gonna go, and then instantly Gila showed up. I was like, God. Damn it! I gotta sit here and wait for this. You should now. have peed first. That's your own fault. So I ended up watching yeah, that, that whole that scene kind of before I ran to get ran to pee. But like the one thing that I didn't like about did that you is just call needing to pee a new move when you have said that you have done that numerous times on this podcast? I didn't I've say done it about once being in a movie. movie. I've done it once in a movie. No, John, oh, John said you John, needing okay. to pee was a noob move, and it's like you just oh. did that in a previous yeah, episode. I, I'm I'm not gonna say that I'm not a noob. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I had a, it. I had a, I had coffee before. I had my got gets the bladder going. So what you really meant is you had to poop. No, no pooping. <laughs> Amy thought I pooped though because I got up and I was gone for so long. But I was watching the movie in the in the, in the hallway. Oh, no, that's yeah. the <laughs> so I came back and she thought I had pooped, but I told her no, no pooping. So the one thing. So and again, this isn't. Did we really just discuss this in the podcast? It doesn't matter. Of course we did. Whatever. You know how many times we've (laughs) talked about bodily functions and stuff? (laughs) But, like, the whole idea of, like, them changing that entire scene, like, it it was just, it seemed really obvious that they were now in a different location. Well, yeah. Um, It wasn't a city anymore. (laughs) Or, like, really obvious that they had done, like, a different backdrop or they had gone back and edited or something. And it was just... I mean, he was in, in, what, Norway, right? So isn't that just kind of, like, paying homage to the Norse mythology? Which, so wait, I'm so confused. What's your complaint? All that... Just that there was a change of setting before a story you didn't know about? No, so I think the thing that I was disappointed in was when people choose to put stuff in trailers, whether or not they know intentionally Don't going into it. But half the time, trailers, trailers are made very early, so you can change a lot of stuff post the first also, trailer. Also, Marvel is for notorious sure. for editing their trailers to be different from what happens in the movie. Like, half the shots of Thor in the trailer are him with two eyes yes, yeah exactly and, 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 and that was eye. and that was another yeah. thing which i really bothered me and i, I but that's to I keep know. the story from you, you yeah, why, well, yeah but why but why, then yeah, why are you upset shots, that the movie isn't in the, in the trailer is what i'm saying why do you less care? spoilers this is a, is a crazy argument <laughs> like i get this is a, like this is a crazy argument i get that they're trying to of course not like if i get spoiled that oh thor has loses an eye in this movie and i didn't see any aspect of those scenes previously and it just happens then i'm like oh my gosh what a twist but if i've seen a scene where it shows thor with two eyes and then i find out in the movie that he's he loses his eyes that feels that feels cheaper to me that feels lo- like less you of a major a plot weirdo. twist <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I rather you just not show me that like, scene uh, to begin with. I just want to read Wikipedia and know everything that's gonna happen. I don't like these surprises <laughs> coming out of left field. No, 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 no. Pause, pause. <laughs> like I don't. 
I don't mind being surprised. I don't mind like stuff happening that like. But I you don't have know trust about. issues, and they lied to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I not even that. It just feels. Damn Marvel! He had one eye in the movie. What is this? Like, I love the fact that he lost his eye in the movie. I thought that was a great plot twist. I thought it showed, even in keeping with more of the overall theme of the movie, this idea that Asgard is not this permanent thing. Like, it totally has the capability to be destroyed. And not only that, maybe needs to be destroyed. I love the idea that, yeah, all our characters aren't necessarily invulnerable. Like, they're going to suffer some losses, whether it's something as big as Thor losing his father to something as, like, kind of minimal as him losing his eye. But don't, like, preface like, the it's trailers. Also symbolizes, it's also symbolism as him, like, becoming the king of Asgard. A hundred, a hundred percent, yeah. Exactly. I, John, I recommend you just stop watching trailers. And that's, um. and that's my thing where, like, I might have to, I might do that. But this was a problem that has, like, I feel like this is a recent kind of occurrence. Like, and not, like, super recent, but I mean, like more of within the past 10 years or whatever where trailers will actively change the scenes like I, to me but that goes is, against the purpose of a trailer like, just hiding a spoiler from you shouldn't be a bad thing no but i mean okay so but my question is john like so this trailer like it bummed you up because it or it messed with you because they changed something in the footage as opposed to reusing using different footage like so did the trailer for um like rogue one which basically didn't have anything from the movie in it. <laughs> yeah. Did that was that did like no, I'm not trying to like like poke at you. I'm just like this, did that trailer bother you or is it is it because they actually changed the footage that is in the movie? Um so I don't even remember the trailer from Rogue One. I'm not I might have seen just like Just imagine something that's not in Rogue One. Fair enough. That's the trailer. Um <laughs> I Imagine the I Little the... Mermaid trailer, and then seeing Rogue One. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where's um, your fish tail? <laughs> no, it's they the fact that, that shit out. I told you. There are two the legs the whole time. <laughs> it's it's the fact to in order enable their storytelling of these twists and these epic moments, as opposed but a trailer, to just a trailer hiding. is not a part of the movie. Yeah, it's an and like, advertising It's not tool. like they change. It's not like I saw that background. It's like, oh my god, this is in the city. I have to see it for the city. And then it's oh, hundred percent. It just it's it it's just feels... a weird thing for you to latch on to. I know it just maybe and maybe that's just me. It just feels kind of cheap and kind of lazy, or I don't know. I will um, say one of the maybe. best jokes. I'm moving on. One of the best yeah, jokes um, <laughs> of the whole the movie that got me was when they're like, "All right, we just gotta let them destroy everything," and Hulk's just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> and he starts attacking Suter. Once in your life, don't. That was like, a great. That was a great Hulk joke. Yeah. Well, and, uh, okay, so the um, like, it would have been more... even better though had he killed him. <laughs> oh my so, god <laughs> alright do we think Hela is actually dead there's I think no the way fact... she's dead we're jumping so way think... ahead but so no Ben brought dead. this up Ben brought this up are we maybe equating her so in the comics yes we're assuming the comics, she might... Ben and I have talked yeah. about she might be death 
for Thanos. Yeah, the closest. But there is no Thanos reports of Kate Blanchett yeah. shooting anything for this new movie, though. And if she's Which not, if she's not in the trailer, then, it, then she can't yeah. be in the movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be that would be amazing to me. Like if they completely kept her out of the trailer and then she showed up in Infinity War, that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. I mean, there's no way like, she's not dead because that was such an unceremonious no, maybe, ending. Maybe she'll show up. She'll show up in the end of the, the first, first part, movie. probably. And then she'll be like a bigger part of the second one. I think the fact that they didn't. I think the fact that they didn't kill, kill, kill her, her, her devil dog, um, was a, uh, was a tip that. Well, her devil dog back. fell off the planet. Well, yeah, but then they just fall into space, like. But how did Hulk get Yeah, back? so Where it's going to end up on that one gladiator planet, and we're going to come back, <laughs> and it's <laughs> fighting in the ring. So, um. This goes into what was ah oh, shoot. There's another frustrating thing I had about this. Movie. Oh no! Can we not have a ten minute oh, conversation? No. <laughs> um, Thor. So there was just I felt like there were some things that Marvel kind of took for granted. In terms oh, of, how um, how things. is Thor so easily tased? He's the god of thunder and lightning. <laughs> no, he was, or not Thor. At that sorry. point, he was just sparkles. He was like confined. But I guess. a taser like, should not have any effect on him. <laughs> It should give him more power. Yeah, it should be like recharging his batteries. <laughs> I, I didn't sorry, even think I about didn't that. That's a funny Thor. observation. I meant to talk about Hulk. We sort of had the idea from even the first Avengers mo- like movie that Hulk can kind of talk, but he didn't talk at all in the second Avengers movie. Yeah, but he's been Hulk he's... for two hours or two. And years. now he's fucking conversational. Yeah. Like he's no been one Hulk addressed for two that years. Kind of... That's yeah. just, you I have think to Lauren, assume he Lauren nailed it. Yeah. The fact that the fact that he's been Hulk for so long has enabled his speech. I think that's an easy. And he's not like having in depth conversations. It's still like Hulk like fire. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. But like the fact that Thor reacted so like, oh yeah, this guy who we thought was just like pure id and pure just like physicality and energy like personified now actually can talk and now i can like have conversations with like thor yeah, accepted Thor's got that bigger really quickly to deal with right yeah now. i think okay i gotta i gotta side with john on this a little bit that i think thor thor had a lot of shit go down and he kind of just rolled with it too easily like oh well, thor my or dad Banner. died i get thor it's like well my dad died i guess oh well i'm just gonna kind of move on from that Oh, Hulk can talk. Oh, my hammer's broken. If I were Thor, I would have been like kind of upset. Like, the but, the but hammer breaking, yes, I agree with that. But the I other think, stuff, I I'm think, just like, mm, he handled it. I think it. the movie did a good job of just keep throwing things at him, and like he, he didn't was have just, time like, to sit with. Yeah, things. I mean the the Willy Wonka scored sequence where he entered the Grandmaster thing, like was just one incredibly weird and hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. also, it just it just. It put us in his mindset of like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? And speaking, I don't think he has time to really stop. Speaking of the gladiator stop. stuff, I, I loved Loki's Loki watching Hulk slam <laughs> yes. Thor. The exact. I just loved ever. it when he's like, Best I need to get off this ever. planet. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what that feels like. I just I I, I, I love the cut. That. I that love so the great. cut to him. When you realize he's been there for like two weeks and yeah. he's like drinking with it, yeah. that was just a See, great. See, if we want to be nitpicky, yeah. then how is Loki on that planet? He fell out of that beam like way before Thor did, so you would think they would end up two different places in the universe. Oh, fighting in the Bifrost was awesome, by the way. Yeah, I love me some Bifrost yeah. transportation. So, Zach, this is the one thing I will say. Um, I think 
the idea that Thor had all these tragedies or big kind of events happen to him and he couldn't reabsorb it. I get that. But does that justify sort of his change in personality? Because I feel like he went... I forget what he no, was like in the second movie. wanting a better movie justifies the personality change. Because well, And that was the thing where, in terms of this movie, yes, it was a f- incredibly enjoyable movie and definitely more comedic, but I was always kind of thrown off by the sense of, is this the Thor we're used to seeing? And I that felt was like he was in line with the other version. I mean, Thor has always been the funniest character in all the Avengers movies, I think. But it was always... It was always uh, uh, a funniness should i say based on sort of his difference in personality or just mannerisms because he's from fucking asgard now he's in his element yeah and so and i think that was the like and he's always been kind of this arrogant kind of joker i suppose (laughs) but he just seemed they i feel like they took it to an extreme where it was almost i just love his arrogance because he's like uh you embarrassed me in front of these people but i told them we were friends yeah (laughs) or even at the or even at the very beginning when he was talking to suitor and he was like wait hold on let me turn back around and just waiting for the chain to turn (laughs) see like like, i think just that first scene they're trying to tell you it's a different movie oh 100 percent. but i like was it an earned tone i guess is my question which doesn't take away from the enjoyability of it at I, all i don't but... know if it needs to be earned for me cuz i just wanted a different tone than the previous movie or and even this idea that like maybe they're copying a tone from guardians of like if it's just a rehash or kind of I like i don't feel okay. like it's See, a rehash it still definitely felt like thor to me yeah okay so i think hold, hold, hold on i think part of it might be um like, he was searching for Infinity Stones for, what, two years? That's where he's been. That's what he's been doing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just the constant, like, failure. He just kind of is, like, I just rolls with anything at this point. Maybe that's what made... That's why he's okay with, like, his dad dying. It's like, all right, I... I just think we're thinking it. too much about it. Just don't put that, that much thought that into be, it. That yeah. could be it, too. That and if you're, too. if you're curious if they're going to be earned or not, John, I've, I read that they rewrote a lot of Thor's dialogue after they saw this movie for Infinity War um, because the humor they, they, they wanted to make sure it was consistent with the Thor that we got in the Ragnarok So movie. they basically want this gotcha. Thor to be the Thor from now on, not, <clears throat> yeah. not the one which is okay. Which is fair, I guess. Another thing that was quote-unquote frustrating about this movie and oh not God, actually it's how actually, did you like this hold movie on, sh- you're so frustrated let me let me preface this let me finish <laughs> prefacing it. not actually frustrating but actually this podcast is just to gonna be titled is that, john's frustrations <laughs> is it was so funny sometimes you miss lines because everyone in the theater was cracking up yeah and i hate again, laughing at that's, things that's the worst again i'm saying that's actually a compliment okay <laughs> guys guys i'm just gonna be honest here this movie was way too funny yeah like tone I, I it down guys I will say this, that I think, I mean, I think Valkyrie is the one, I think Valkyrie is going to be a character going forward. Question about Valkyrie. Yes. What's her real name? We is, don't know. Tessa Thompson? Is it Valkyrie? No. Is it a Valkyrie named Valkyrie? Because that's just weird. So, no, so she has a name. Scavenger or something. The oh, they that's not her name. <laughs> the character's name is Valkyrie. But that's so weird. No, it's she's not Valkyrie the Valkyrie. They're calling her Valkyrie because she's the only one left. 
I mean, well, I just no, felt she, it was weird the that they didn't give her an actual yeah. name in the I movie. Agree. No, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird that they did Another bit that I, I mean, I like Carl Urban a lot, but the Scourge stuff, like, you saw where that whole thing was coming from a mile away. Yeah. But basically they needed him to be Kate Blanchett's exposition guy. Yeah. Um, like she needs if, someone to I, talk to to give us her backstory. I mean, they should have just Although, given us if, a CGI monster guy that just nodded along. I did I, I did love his uh I mean this one Des and this one Troy. I did like that. Uh, um, I pulled these out of a place called Texas. <laughs> yeah, like that was awesome. Like you said, him being just there to provide exposition for who Kate Blanchett's Hella was. Again, they showed a lot of what was going on when they tore down the ceiling and you see all those mosaics or murals, which I thought was beautiful. But I would have loved more about, okay, how did he cast her into exile? Like, that was the thing that kind of felt weird to me is that Odin died and then she just kind of showed up. And it was like, wait, where was she? How was his he power keeping her was away? keeping her away? Yeah, yeah she that's... was imprisoned by him. And as soon as he died, whatever lock was on her cell disappeared. I would, yeah, I would have loved to see more of that, I guess, because it just Again, it seemed kind of. It was abrupt. already two hours, 20 minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, I was ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, I understood minutes. it, and it it did. It wasn't like it didn't make sense. It just it felt very abrupt and rushed to me in terms of. It's mythical. They don't need real world answers. A long, a long time. But after Thor, I guess after Guardians, when I was like trying to figure out how they're going to introduce Thanos to, like, level set him and how powerful he is, I predicted he the first. Avengers MCU character he would kill would be Loki. And I think I missed that prediction by about five minutes uh, into Infinity War because I'm pretty sure Thanos is going to kill Loki within the first scene or two of that movie next May. Because he's going to he's going to have the Tesseract and he's going to he's going to kill him and take it from him. Oh, yeah, there's no way he didn't take that Tesseract. He's also going to blow up most of that ship that the Asgardians are on. Are like, we assuming gonna... that the ship that they encounter is... It's Thanos. It's Thanos. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. for sure. And... I have a feeling he's going to he's gonna destroy that ship that Asgard is on, like the people there. As long as Korg so... gets out, that's fine. Korg oh, can man, die. I'm fine so it. sad if he does How do you not like Korg? I did. Yeah, I just am like... not like, obsessed with him like oh, you guys. Oh, my God. He You're had, obsessed I was, with Baby Groot. We can be obsessed with Korg. Oh, I'm obsessed with Baby Groot, down. too. But Korg, <laughs> Korg is... Oh, my God. Taika Waititi was so good. His delivery well, just, of every line. Yeah, and he's just like this like super soft-spoken giant What, what did he call the like, circle when Thor's like, it's a circle, and he called it something... He gave it like an adjective. Oh, he just said like it's it a crazy circle. He, it's it's a crazy like spooky circle. or crazy or something? I don't know. I remember that I also line. love the... It's like, well, if if the foundations are strong, you guys can reap it. Oh, I liked oh. his first line. I can't remember what it was, but it was a rock, paper, scissors joke about himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as like, you know, know, I really liked yeah. him. I'm not saying yeah. like i'm against him or anything it's just there was so much more i liked more and that's just because this movie was awesome to me i mean the, the perfect encompassing of the weirdness of this movie is the fact that it ends on a, him rambling about stepping on his friend being dead yeah. and he's like no he's Where'd alive and then that's the end of the movie <laughs> that was so good i love the design of that he's like he's an insect who's got uh Knives, knives for arms. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, talking about Hella's backstory and how you wish you had that, I want to know how no one remembers her. It was a long yeah, like, time ago. Yeah, but yeah. did Odin kill everyone from back then? Yeah, because Valkyrie was still alive. She remembers it pretty clearly. That's true. Yeah, but um, no one knows who she is, and she's a huge part of their history. I don't know. Maybe he was... Maybe they did all their shit off-world, basically. And then... But they, but they did make those murals for some reason, so... Mm-hmm. Could have done space magic to make people Maybe forget. those murals just magically appear, and then... Odin, like, got back to the palace and was like, I gotta cover that up. I don't know, man. It's just weird. It's like, no one remembers her. It's like, ugh. So, like, things like that would pick at me, but they didn't, like, ruin my enjoyment of the movie at all. Do you think we would have got more of Idris Elba if he wasn't in the Dark Tower? I don't think we needed Oh, I have no idea. No, there's never enough Idris Elba. Um, And also, one thing that I really loved was once right after the fight when hulk and thor were catching up again or whatever the relationship that they were able to build between not bruce banner but the hulk and thor i thought was really good especially towards the end when thor was leaving or escaping and hulk yells out friends stay mm-hmm. or whatever that was that i, I don't know that kind of killed me i like that relationship like, i didn't really care for any of the bruce banner stuff it's like he was kind of the weak point in the movie for me. Oh, hundred, yeah. Oh, I love watching. Mark and Ruffalo, I honestly, just, I like, didn't know about around, like what yeah. the hell's happening. It was funny, but like yeah, I, I, liked that. It, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of it necessarily. And like I thought, forcing like a relationship between Valkyrie and the Hulk was weird. It's like she's someone who goes out and catches like bounty hunts gladiators, and she's also here training him or something. It was just weird. It's like they did it for the joke of being like, oh, I know you, or I think I know you. They kept coming back to that joke. It was just a weird forced relationship. I think it could have been just as powerful had she, like when she saw him change later, had she just seen him in the gladiator ring. Yeah, I think, well, I think because he caught her, there might have been some financial. She caught him. You're right. She caught him. So I don't know if there was maybe some financial tie i mean they didn't explain well, i mean right. they had like it a buddy buddy relationship wow. yeah. but it always like i she kind of i don't know i always felt like when she wasn't drinking she was out catching people but i don't know it was weird speaking of like hulk and banners relationships and whatnot i i have to say one of my favorite running jokes they had was just thor constantly being like sun's getting low buddy oh that was and the best that was awesome <laughs> Like the first time he did it in the gladiator ring, I was like, "Oh my god, he's doing it!" And it's like, it's like, "Oh man, they're calling back to another movie," and then he just gets slammed. <laughs> oh man, they're calling back to another yeah. movie. All right. Um. Does anybody else have any final thoughts? Um. Probably. We didn't talk about a lot of things. <laughs> what What did we not talk about? I'm trying to remember now. Oh, I was just so bummed. This was a joke I had with myself, but when the when Mjolnir <laughs> got destroyed, I just imagined. Mjolnir? yeah you just stole my moment i was just imagining cat dinning just being like like off in like some cafe somewhere just suddenly being like mew mew <laughs> man they should have had a cameo oh, just for and that. another thing just how we were comparing this to guardians like this movie had just the look reminded me of that just i mean like yeah. um these movies thor has always had a very colorful palette so it wasn't weird that this one did but it just looked like it and i was telling zach back on friday when we had seen this movie it's like i just would have loved to have seen um rocket in the background just scavenging in the dump because it's like it was a perfect location for him 
when uh, Thor lands on the planet in the dump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just that see him been... and Groot like picking up parts. Maybe they are. Real... Maybe they're hiding somewhere in the background. Maybe sure. hey, maybe the Milano is one of those ships we see flying around. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> I'm gonna regret bringing this up, but did we ever talk about what happened to Jane? Like. It was a mutual dumping. Yeah. But like it was not mutual, clearly. (laughs) He got dumped. But but from a from a production (laughs) side and a casting side. I think Um, Natalie Portman is better with with bigger things and she did not get a role in this that she deserved. No, she well, she barely wanted to be apparently she barely I mean I, I, from what I've heard, she barely wanted to do Thor two. Yeah. But then I don't I'm not surprised. Well, they hired Patty Jenkins to be the director for Thor 2, who went on to direct Wonder Woman. Um, Wonder Woman just became the highest grossing superhero movie ever. What? It just broke the record, because Spider-Man was holding the highest grossing record ever, worldwide and local, and U.S. No, the Avengers movies has, like, billions of dollars. Oh, no, sorry. It's, um, the, for an origin movie. Oh, okay. First movie. Yeah, but Got it's it. still not that great. Um, nope, it's not, but matter. I'm still happy for it. Because <laughs> um, so we'll th- get more female films, hopefully. So, so That's a good point, actually. Apparently, yeah. she was excited to have a female director to bring a female perspective to the movie. And then they, whatever, had their disrupt dispute with Patty Jenkins. And then she left. And I think she felt burnt by that. But I mean, I guess as of Age of Ultron, they figured she'd still be in these movies. Um, but for whatever reason, she wasn't able to do this one. I don't know if it was by choice or scheduling. And, um, yeah, that's how we got what we got. It's interesting. The last two times she was mentioned was Thor bragging about how great the relationship is. And then the next one was (laughs) he got dumped. (laughs) Well, he could have been lying or projecting. Uh, He was arguing with Tony about who was better, Pepper or um, Jane. So it sucks that Natalie Portman hasn't been in i guess maybe she's not completely missed or whatever but it sucks that they her just have to kind not of miss she was very yeah to be honest she like Captain bring her back the rest of the other like scars guard sure but no i don't, I don't need any of them i'd much rather thor be big and weird and not have any tie to earth whatsoever. yeah i'm fine with that except they're oh no they're not <laughs> going back to earth yeah. so never mind <laughs> No, they were. They were. I know they were, well, but they, then there was the after well, credit. They, yeah. might, they yeah. might go back to Earth like that. You, you think Thanos is going to drop them off on Earth? No. Also, where <laughs> is Sif? Is Sif around? Oh, still? I was. I was going to mention that. Thank you for reminding spot. me. But that's cool that she's still alive. Yeah, it's like she's the coolest one out of all of them. Yeah. So I wouldn't have she'll wanted her up, dead. She'll pop up in uh, Agents of Shield again at some point. Be like, where yeah, did Asgard those are go, random. I hope they make another Thor, and they have a. It's Thor. Yeah, Valkyrie and Thor, Sif, they Valkyrie can be the Valkyries Sif again. Fighting two, each two other. Two-person yeah. team. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I okay. love that moment when Thor was just like, you're a Valkyrie? I wanted to be one until I realized they were all girls. But girls are cool. <laughs> <laughs> not not oh, that yeah. there's anything yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> they just like the big old thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many good movie. moments. So I think we all agree you should see Thor. Unless you saw the trailer, then just skip it. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, so wait, 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 wait. Is this the second movie we agree upon? We all agree on? Is that... uh, what was the first one? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade yes. Runner wasn't the first one, was it? Yeah, it was. And you were also the most frustrated about that one, too. 
Uh, but my frustration was just that it was long. John doesn't know what he thinks. Alright, so next week, I if we do watch a new release, I guess it's Murder on the Orient Express. There's nothing else out there. But I say we maybe try to figure out something else. For uh, now, you can just go see Thor Ragnarok three times. Because apparently it um, lives up to the rewatch, as Lauren can attest. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it. I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. We have a podcast landing page. You can go to listen there. You can download through and listen through SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Stitcher. We got it all. And uh, you can read Lauren's review at middleofrow.com as well. And um, that's where we put the stuff we like to write. So... If they listened all the way to the end of this podcast, though, they don't need to read my review. Hey, just give give us some clicks. Click on the page. Don't read it. Just leave on it for a while. Ben. Uh, why, thank you, Zach. Uh, I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, or you can follow us on Facebook uh, at Middle of the Row. I'm John Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter where you'll get updates for when we post reviews like Lauren's review of Thor, which you should definitely check out. Or when we post podcast episodes like this one or our previous one where we reviewed Suburbicon. So follow us on Twitter at middle of row. And I'm Lauren. You can find me on Twitter at beware of trees and you can find us on Tumblr at middle of row.tumblr.com. Okay, thanks everybody. Come back next week. We're going to give you something, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, until then, remember the best seats are in the middle of the row. Korg!